0: my old i've come to talk with you again just before dinner time on friday night the carolina hurricanes made it official an mri confirmed max Pacioretty has torn his right achilles for the second time in just 6 months once we get into the show, I'll talk about what this means for Carolina and what Don Waddell has to do moving forward. But for right now, before the intro rolls, I want to take a minute and just say fuck. Max Pacioretty worked incredibly hard to get back on the ice to play for Carolina. He His original goal was just to m- make it in the lineup before the outdoor game next month. And here we are. Uh, with 26 seconds left on this board, he tore his Achilles again in a 5-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild. There was talks after he retor- after we knew he was going to return. I don't. I think it was an interview with Walter Ruff. I'll try to find and link it down below. Where he talked about how the last time he tore his Achilles, he thought that was the end of his career. But after talking to people he trusted and people like Justin Williams, he realized that it doesn't have to be. And he put in a ton of effort to be able to get back and join the roster. And this is just heartbreaking news. We don't know what this means for Max's career moving forward, but for now I can tell you he will not play in a Hurricane sweater the rest of the season. Even if the Hurricanes go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 7, Max Pacioretty will not skate in another game. He seemed to be a great fit on the team. In his three full games, he has three goals. He's a great character guy. We're not going to forget that he gave that ice cream to that little kid. And to be clear, you know, he's not dead, okay? I know a lot of the sobering stuff is, oh, well, he's not dead. And he's not, to be very fair. He's alive, not so well, but he's alive. And there's always a life after hockey But again, we have no idea what this news will mean for his overall career. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Home Ice Advantage, with historical perspectives, modern day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes, this is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge.
1: It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things.
0: The Carolina Hurricanes have played exactly one game since we last spoke. They handedly defeated the Minnesota Wild 5-2. And in the fourth period, it looked like it was going to be a goalie duel. Marc-Andre Flory had to stop 11 shots by Carolina, and Freddie Anderson had the easier time of 6. Ultimately, both teams would go into the intermission scoreless. Then, shortly into the second period, Kaprizov would open scoring. And that's when the Hurricanes were like, oh wait, aren't we supposed to be like stupid good? And then they scored five unanswered goals. Born scored, then Shea scored on the power play, then Tara Vinan got a shorthanded. Chatfield decided, oh wait, I want to score, <laughs> which is just something he can apparently turn on. Nantius would collect a power play goal before uh, Boldy would get the second for Minnesota, but by that point, their hole was already too deep. And again, Carolina would win 5-2. to two. It's good that we beat Minnesota, okay? I We're going to talk about some heavy stuff moving forward, and I just want to point out that, hey, we beat Minnesota, and that was a good thing. <laughs> In the final minutes of the game, Jacob Slavin left the bench and went to the locker room, which I personally didn't notice during game action. I found out much later. Um, I think we can all understand how I got distracted. But Slavin didn't play the final couple of minutes, and a lot of fans were speculating that he could be facing an injury here. Maybe not long-term, but a game or two. And luckily, Rod Wintermore spoke about that after practice today at Invisalign Arena. He was asked if Jacob Slavin would travel to New York with the team to take on the Islanders tonight. Yeah,
1: we just, I mean, give him a little time today. You know, I don't think he felt 100% after the game, so we just give him a little time today.
0: Did he get banged up on that last shift? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea is kind of like how Rod Brindamore should answer every question, and not because he doesn't know, it just I don't know. Power play is going to work out when it does. Uh, I don't know. That's a question of someone else. Like, I don't know. Could you imagine if Rod Brindamore became one of those coaches that just never wanted to answer anything ever? I'm really just trying to uh, obfuscate, so I don't have to talk about Max Pacioretty. I opened the show with it. You clearly already know it's taken over Kane's everything since the announcement was made. Max Pacioretty, the 34-year-old winger, has torn his right Achilles for the second time in just six months. Again, we can't speak on what this will mean for the rest of his career. That's up to Max. Hopefully, he'll go on. He'll he'll take one last run. And if he does, I hope that Carolina re-signs him, gives him another one-year deal honestly he worked well in those three games i understand it's a small sample size but he worked really well in those three games i don't want to jump straight into the well what do we do now so before we jump into that i want you to hear rod brenimore's response to a question on the mindset of his team if you didn't watch post game last night He was asked last night what an injury like this means for the team. And, you know, does it affect players? And he said practically, of course it affects the players, but you need this. You have to deal with this emotion. And then he was asked today if his players had had a moment to reset. Well, yeah, they got a job to do. I
1: mean, mean, you feel bad for your teammate. That's really the end of the day, Um, especially knowing what he just went through to, you know, get back. And, uh, you know, they definitely... Feel for him, but in the, the day, it doesn't change what they have to do. Have you talked to Max? How are well, you last night, no, nah, he's not not in very good spirits, as you know. He's getting checked out today, I think, as we speak. Um, but uh, you know, it's just kind of what you would expect. Is there anything
0: you can say to him at this
1: point? No, I mean, what are you gonna say? Okay. I mean, it's he knows what we're all thinking of him, but it doesn't really do much. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, we don't know exactly what has happened, but I know it didn't look good, so.
0: So, what do we do now? That's the question on everyone's mind. What does Don Waddell and his staff do now? From before the season even started and then to well after it got underway, including just a few weeks ago, before Pacioretty rejoined the lineup, Don Waddell had said that Max Pacioretty was supposed to be the team's trade deadline acquisition there was no need to go find another deal they already made the deal in the offseason and honestly it was kind of a dope plan it would have worked out really well except the hockey gods didn't look kindly upon us and here we are clearly you have to replace his scoring that's what we needed max for and there was not a lot of i don't i don't options guys like just options Carolina doesn't like rentals. You're going to hear this from everyone. I'm sorry. Carolina doesn't like rentals. And that's mostly true. We have done rentals before. Think Max Domi last year. But we've never done like... Well, I we haven't done in the Dundon, Waddell, Brendamore era a marquee rental. And if they we're going to do one any year, I could see it being this year. The problem is who and what do they have to give up for. For it. They're not going to give up Seth Jarvis. That will not happen. They're not going to give up Martin Natchez. That will not happen. From watching Don Waddell and his teamwork, really Eric Tolsky, you can tell that they're not hedging the future on short-term success. Hey, if the success doesn't come short-term, it's fine. We look great long-term. That's That's the way they've played this the entire time. So I don't see us trading, you know, we're going to send Hovac, uh, Hovac, excuse me, <laughs> jumped the gun on that one. Uh, we're not going to send Seth Jarvis, our most promising young player, and, I don't know, first round pick for Hovac. That just will not happen. They will not do that. I could actually see them trading away a first round. Don't think it will be this year. If anything, it will be next year. This draft is just way too loaded. Unless the deal was really, really nice. Like, really, really stupid, extra nice. Patrick Kane is another option. Um, I know Chicago is in a bit of a bind. So we could probably get Patty Kane pretty cheap. They're going to retain. Because even with Kasha and Patrick already out, we couldn't fit Kane under the cap without them retaining something. Here's the thing. Patrick Kane has not been playing well this year. Yeah. In fact, he's injured he's been battling it all season and the news walking around the rumor mill is that he'll probably need surgery there's hell i've seen rumors that he'll re-sign in chicago for a year he'll get his surgery and then be traded next year so that chicago can still get something for him rather than letting him walk in the off season after he's had the surgery these i'm not the general manager of the team i don't know all these answers I've been texting uh, Wesley, former co-host of the show, for, I don't know, about an hour now, about possible options. And we have gone over a lot, including the return of uh, Nino Niederreiter, which I don't think will happen. Even the return of Max Domi, which I really don't think will happen. I mean, there's a lot that could happen here, and I don't see them getting a rental I wouldn't mind if they did, 100%. But it's just not the way they operate. At least, uh, let me rephrase. They might get a rental, but it will not cost us prospects. It would only cost us draft capital. I don't see them giving up their future for that. And yes, while draft picks are important, and they clearly value their draft picks, I mean, I don't think under Waddell Dundon that they've had less picks than rounds in the draft. But it's better to trade away a dart to throw at the board than someone you already see the promise of, which is why they wouldn't trade away Jarvis. And I don't know. I saw a couple. Well, what if they trade Natchez? What What? What are you guys doing? They're not trading Natchez. Are you insane? Like, actually, though, what the Hurricanes need to do, what Tom Waddell needs to do, what the management staff needs to sit down and look at is... Who can they get without giving away everything to get us more finish? And not, like, from Finland, a player. Like, I'm not looking for Patrick Line. Although, maybe. um, We want to get Patrick Line. I mean someone who can bury a puck. And there's not a lot of them on the market right now. And there's even less of them that will going to be willing to give up a ton for. I was originally thinking that Don Waddell has not done a real like mid-season trade yet. And I don't know why. Because he has, and I feel really stupid for not remembering. Uh it was actually Wesley who corrected me. Because that COVID year is just too much, guys. Listen, there was the Aero's game, then there was a pause, then there was some trades, a lot of stuff happened. But it was that very same year that we traded for Brady Shea and Vincent Trocheck. Two trades that have worked out in our favor pretty darn well. I don't know what the answer is. Hell, you might think you know, but you don't know what the answer is. Hell, I don't think Don Waddell knows what the answer is right now. He didn't just, like, get the news and was like, oh, shit. Well, let me call up Florida, which, by the way, we should try to pillage Florida. Sign, uh Reinhardt wouldn't be terrible. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe his contract's a little overpriced, but I'm just saying. He he didn't just call anyone, is my point. There was no game plan written out for what happens if Pacioretty fucking tears his Achilles again. That didn't happen. So they're going to do some groundwork. I wouldn't expect anything for maybe a week or two. But I don't see them waiting until the deadline. So... I mean, maybe a little before or a little after the stadium series game, expected trade. Again, I don't think it will involve prospects. I definitely think it will involve draft capital in some way. An interesting note on the Brady Shea and Vincent Chocek deals is they both had Torm left when we traded for them. And I don't, I don't know enough about the rumors. Um, I don't, I'm not that well plugged into it. So I don't know if there's anyone that's going to fit that well. But uh, we'll find out. That's, that's what this is torn into. We will find out. Near the end of Wednesday's episode, I mentioned that a lot of information had come out about, let's call it, the Stadium Series Weekend. And a lot has developed since Wednesday. Not only have they finished the Sebastian Ajo that's like on a skyscraper in North Hills, they've also added one to PNC Tower in downtown Raleigh. But this one of Svechnikov. And I'm gonna tell you, if you if you live locally in Raleigh, go drive past one of these things because they they are massive. <laughs> like I don't have a better way to say it. I saw pictures of it, and I was like, oh my god, that's cool. And then I drove past the one in downtown, and I was like, oh my god, that thing's massive. And then I walked my dog past it. I was like, holy cow, that is massive. So just if you're in Raleigh, you're local. It's not a far way out of your way. Uh, Go ahead and stop and try to find one of them. But, anyways, so the Hall of Fame game will be on the 16th. Cam Ward will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It will be, well, I guess he's not the inaugural player, because he'll be going in with Ron Francis, Glenn Wesley, and Rod Brindamore. But he'll be there. It's his night. Importantly, it's looking like they're not going to add a builder, which is one of the categories they could have done. But, whatever, I don't care. The first ten thousand fans in the building will receive a Cam Ward Hall of Fame mini banner, which makes me wonder if they're gonna put Cam Ward like in the rafters. But he's not like it's not a retired number. He's just in the Hall of Fame, which is interesting. On the seventeenth, so the day after, will be the Carolina Hurricanes Fan Fest presented by UNC Health which is on Faithful Street and City Plaza. There's going to be two stages. That's We already went over that one. That's the one with the drones, which I don't know how they're being paid for. Uh, we already knew the Stanley Cup was going to be there. There was nothing super new on that. Um, there was uh, a couple things, like there's going to be an obstacle course apparently, but n- n- none of it's really like massive. The next thing we have is the, uh, well, again, the following day, so this time the 18th game of the day. Their truly hard seltzer pregame is a thing, and I'm not quite sure why. I don't judge them for it all. If anything, I respect them. But this was 100%. They were like, okay, well, we know people are going to tailgate. What can we do to help them? And if you attend uh, playoff games or, like, important games throughout the season, they already have stuff that they do in the concourse in front of the building. But this time, though, I mean, it seems like they're going to do all the same normal stuff they do there, But also, the Stanley Cup's going to be there. So, I I mean, that one's nice. Uh, You have a UNC versus NC State basketball game. A bunch of the uh, youth league players locally are going to be able to skate on the ice that they're going to use for the stadium series game. It's not going to be day of, but in the days following, they will get their opportunities to. And then it looks like they're bringing back the alumni game. Long-time fans of the team will remember the alumni game pre-COVID, and then there will also be an NC State-Force-UNC hockey game played on the ice on the 20th. Both of those are going to be pretty cool, not going to lie. It even looks like season ticket members will get an opportunity to skate on the ice. I don't know, it's just all cool stuff there. And then we're going to end the show with something I bet some of you are like, hey, he hasn't mentioned this yet. This is big news. And then some of you are like, oh, thank God he hasn't mentioned this yet. It's such stupid news. But I am going to mention it. Martin Natchez was robbed by the National Hockey League. And myself and every fan of the Carolina Hurricanes, Montreal Canadiens, just throw some names in there, a bunch of teams, excluding the New York Rangers, were defrauded by the national hockey league we're not going to get too deep into it we are definitely going to get too deep into it but the size of a fan base is important for competitions like this don't get me wrong but the dedication of a fan base is exponentially more important so for those of you who haven't realized what i'm talking about yet Martin Natchez uh, did not get selected for the NHL All-Star game by the league. Andrei Svechnikov did. And that's fine. 100% good for Svech. And then Rod Brindamore will be the coach. Everything's fine there. Here's where things get tricky. There was a campaign to get Martin Natchez in the All-Star game. And Carolina Hurricanes fans went all out in this effort. And part of the fan voting this year, normally you would just go to NHL.com and you could vote 10 times a day for however many days they're going to run the campaign. They collect your emails so they can market to you. We move on with our lives. But this year, they're like, hey, we're going to do something really cool for the fans. We're going to involve Twitter. And every time you tweet hashtag all-star game, whatever the fuck it was, and then the player's full name or their at on Twitter... That's one vote. And then every time it gets retweeted, that's one vote. And the Carolina Hurricanes blew the doors off that challenge. They brought shame onto every other franchise in the National Hockey League. We dominated it. Absolutely dominated. Me, personally, I created a burner account just to retweet. When I had free time during the day, I would just sit there and retweet on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, waiting for the elevator. Let me do some retweets right here. Waiting in the line at the grocery store. Let me do some retweets really quick. It worked out really well. I ended up retweeting 4,000 different tweets over those three days. And I'll tell you that there were people who were a lot more dedicated than I was. Kane Stats tweeted about it constantly. Walter Ruff, every single tweet he tweeted for those t- three days ended with the hashtag Martin Say, so I did a very similar thing. Every time I tweeted, with a few exceptions, I signed it with NHL All-Star Vote, Martin Nature's. Every one of them. Because we are a dedicated fan base. How dedicated were we, you may ask? I mean, it's cool. If we did this, but you know, there's only so many Canes fans in the world. It's not like it was trending anything. Oh, it was. Oh, that's mighty suspicious. The National Hockey League. You call yourself a league. You're a joke. You can't officiate a thing. You can't call a game. And you can't even facilitate a fan vote. And it's not. Listen. This one's going to hurt my soul. It. I had to clear that bad taste out of my mouth. Montreal is on our side. Montreal! They're fans. They've taken a break. No one cares about KK right now. Because they wanted to vote in Caulfield. And they did a great job as well. Not nearly as good as the Hurricanes, but they did a great job as well. Did not make the NHL All-Star game. Because it seems to be rigged. It one hundred percent seems to have been rigged, or there, there were there are other alternatives to it being rigged. They, they could have just lied to us. The league office could have just straight up lied to their fans and to their brands, their teams, who pushed their fans to do this and just not counted the Twitter vote. That's the only thing I see possible here is that they just didn't count the uh, Twitter vote. Like someone was like, "Oh, we should do this," and then they like just didn't. And that's massively messed up because that means what you did was manipulate fans of your game of your league to what to build more branding. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you really got the word out that the NHL All-Star Games coming up, except how many of those fans have you now pissed off because you just lied. And I've realized that some people are like, oh, this is silly. This is dumb. Why are we talking about this right now? We should be talking about Max Petrietti. And I will say, first of all, I did. But I'm not going to talk about Max Petrietti for 30 minutes. I don't want to be sad. But this one also matters because this is how the game grows. I guarantee you there was some 15-year-old kid who watches the hurricanes, keeps his eyes on it, and then when this happened, dedicated three days to make sure more teenagers could go to the All-Star game. And he got to see the numbers that the Hurricanes fans were going insane. Martin H.S. will not be in the All Star game. And the, listen, this is this is such a such a strange thing for me to rant about. Ed. <laughs> I into, I like how I ended the last episode with like gay rights uh, shouldn't be used as a prop, and now I'm like, hey, my fan vote didn't count. What happened? really shows you the range we fulfill on this podcast. But the the thing that really bothers me, and the National Hockey League could end all of this tomorrow by doing one simple thing. All they have to do is release the votes. Release the votes. Show us your data. It's not hard. It's not confidential information. No one's going to be hurt because I know how many people voted. And hey, listen, if we as Hurricanes fans are wrong... Like, 97% chance that we're we're right, by the way. But if by, you know, that 3% chance, that's real, that we're wrong, prove it. Release the numbers. Let us see the votes. Let us see the data. Let us see the math. Let's see how it all worked out. Who ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? I'm here for it. I want all of that. But if you can't release that, and by the way, they can. So if you won't release that, and you expect fans not to complain about it, you're being silly. Because we have a full right to complain about it. Because we spent three days of our lives doing something. In fact, more than that, actually, if you vote in NHL. But that was very limited. And we get nothing for it. Except that the players who are going to the All-Star game... Okay, we'll, we'll just talk about the Metro. It's Panarin and Adam Fox. I believe Adam Fox is voted in. I do not believe panarin was voted in and honestly i still don't believe adam fox was voted in but i could see it you know what i mean like it's not out of the realm of possibility it's just unlikely nah this whole thing was a fraud a scam a scheme whatever you want to call it a a lie perpetrated against fans of the national hockey league and it's, it's not stupid because we dedicated our time, and we, we don't even get to, like, I don't know. If you can show me the numbers, this is, it really just comes down to the numbers. If you can show me the numbers and show me that I lost, show me that we didn't do enough work. I can look at it, and, you know, numbers make sense. And I can be like, okay, well, next year we need to do twice as hard. We need to go twice as hard than we did this year. If that's, if that's what needs to happen, they should tell us. But to simply ignore it, like the entire hockey universe on Twitter didn't go insane except for New York Rangers fans. who were like, no, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Shut up. The, there was like three actual loyal New York Rangers fans, okay? And they didn't vote. They, had, they have like busy jobs. There was no way that it would have been Panera and Adam Fox. But if I'm wrong, prove it. But they won't. Because they're just going to act like it it doesn't matter. Like, no one cared, even though there was a large revolt, including from multiple team executives from multiple different franchises that were all like, you know, this doesn't make sense. "Eh, I don't know. I want to see the numbers. So if you're saying I'm just some crazy hockey fan, I guess the people who work in these organizations are too. It just stings, guys. It stings. Personally, and this is this will end it because I I might have talked about this more than I thought I would. Honestly, I'm not going to watch the All Star Game this year. It just won't happen. I watched it last year. Watched it. Well, they have a, yeah. They did have one. Listen, I don't remember. The COVID makes this weird. I've watched everyone since COVID, and uh, I won't be watching this year because the NHL perpetrated a fraud against its fans. And rather than taking the 30 minutes it would take to gather the information and release it, they're just going to ignore it. Because that's what the National Hockey League does best. Ignore their problems. Act like everything's fine and dandy. And thats I'm not even putting that on the teams. The body itself, the organization, the office in New York ignores their problems. Imagine how much better officiating could be. That's how upset I am about this. That I'm not even just leaving, oh my god, this fan vote. I'm like, no, the entire institution is rotting from its core. I might be overreacting a little bit on that one, but I will continue to overreact. And in fact, I will never not believe that Martin Nature didn't get voted into the All-Star Game this year until they release the numbers, which they can easily do. It's very simple for them. Incredibly simple. But they're not going to do it. As always, thank you for listening to Home Ice Advantage. If you liked it, maybe subscribe if you haven't already. Share it with a friend. Write about it in your local newsletter. I don't know. However you communicate with people, communicate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Colin Home Ice. There will be a new episode on Wednesday. Go ahead and check out the Home Ice Advantage blog linked on all of our social medias to read whatever article I've decided to write that day. I'm getting better at it. I promise. I am still working on the Raleigh Ice Caps episode, by the way. Don't know when I'm going to release it, but that's a thing. Make sure to rate the store. Uh, Rate the store. Rate the show. Five stars, best friends. I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.